Welcome to the official podcast of PHP Architect. Join us to listen to the latest news and tech talk from our conferences, the magazine, and wider PHP community. You're listening to PHP Podcast, episode 2023.11.1, the official podcast of PHP Architect, where we bring you the latest insights into the PHP Architect magazine, conferences, and more. Your host, John Congdon, and with me is my friend and business partner, Eric Van Johnson. Hey, John, how's it going? <laughs> I swear, I prefer when we do this live. I, it feels less <laughs> awkward. When, when <laughs> for sure. <laughs> They'll All never right. know. They'll never know. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's that's what you think. It's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. Yes, it has. We need to be more diligent. That is yes. for sure. That is the plan. That is definitely the plan. It's been. So, been good. Can't believe it's already the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's, the year has just flown by. Earlier this month, we went to Longhorn PHP. And I was hoping to do a little, do one of these podcasts right after that. And then just the weeks got away from us. It's just crazy. It's so busy, not in a bad way. You know, business is still going good. We have good client work that keeps us really busy. Unfortunately, too busy at times. Yeah. So what have you been? think of uh, Longhorn? Longhorn. I thought it was good. We... PHP Architect was a sponsor of Longhorn this year. It seems odd that we run our own conference, yet we were sponsoring another conference. But in reality, PHP is a, it's a community, right? It's this big global community, and we're supporting Longhorn. Longhorn supports us. They do. They did a good job of talking about PHP tech, especially in the closing remarks. So yeah, there's like no animosity. We we all get along. <laughs> great, great, great organizers over there. Uh, yeah, no, it it was great, great meeting everybody. If you happen to walk up to us, we we had a whole booth, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. If you walked up to us and talked to us, it was great, great to meet mm-hmm. everybody in the community. Like John said, it's it's all about community, right? So we're all yeah. just trying to trying to get along. More more of if you walked up and talked to me when I was sober. <laughs> there was one bad morning. I'm sorry. It happens. But yeah, it, it was a uh, good time. I, again, seeing people, friends in the, in the community, making new friends, introducing people to what we do here at PHP Architect was was a, a lot of fun, even though you, you took a lot of offense to it. I said, sorry? Even though you took a lot of offense when people was, didn't know who PHP Architect was. or what Oh, PHP when people Architect. didn't know who we were. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how do you not know PHP Architect? We've been around forever. Yes, I, I'm a very sensitive guy, so I just yeah, but yeah, it was it was great, and it was it's always fun. People always have questions, and there's not always a great platform to ask those questions. So it was nice just having those casual conversations, and then also seeing people in the community that we only see at conferences because we're all spread out across the country or around the world. Yeah, the world, the country, the world. Yeah. So that's if, if you haven't attended an in-person conference because either you've never have or you're not sure if the time is right. I feel like it is. 
I'm I'm probably I was probably more cautious than the majority of people as far as traveling. Matter of fact, tech was my first time traveling and just in general, but to a conference specifically. And then Longhorn was my second. I didn't go to Longhorn last year because of that. I, I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't feel like the world was ready. So I feel like we've definitely gotten, you know, turned that corner. And consider it. Consider going to an in-person conference if that's something you've ever wanted to do. And I don't, know, I don't think April. April would be a lot better for, for Yeah. Oh, yeah. April's a great time. If, if only there was a – oh, wait, there is. Getting so Great excited about yeah, go, getting so excited about PHP Tech in 2024. It is going to be April 23rd through 25th. I believe that's the correct dates. Yeah, somewhere around there. You'll figure it out. Call There's for a speakers, website and everything. <laughs> yeah, call for speakers is still open, but only for another couple of weeks through the end of November. So if you ever wanted to speak at a conference, consider submitting to PHP Tech. We have a Great slew of presentations already submitted, but always looking for more. PHP Tech has historically been a good place for even new speakers to, you know, cut their teeth in the conference circuit. That's where I gave my first presentation back in 2012, I think it was. So, yeah, definitely consider it. And please submit. Yeah, I'm going to kind of echo what John said, but with a little bit more urgency because John doesn't know how to do dates. You don't have a couple of weeks. You have a week, a week and two <laughs> days to submit your talks. All you people who reach out and say, like, I was going to submit, but I ran out of time. We've been telling you for months. This is the longest I think we've left CFPs open. So make sure you get your talks in. And uh, if you're watching this December, First, sorry, you missed you missed the cutoff. <laughs> if you want to give a keynote presentation, we are looking for keynote speakers as well, looking for people that are energetic, outgoing, trying to not be persuasive per se, but be what's the word I'm looking for? You're you're trying to have this positive influence the crowd, you know, teach them something new, get them energized about what they are going to learn, what they've learned. Yeah, in general, yeah. keynotes are not meant to be technical. They are definitely meant to be a little higher level than that. They're not even soft talks, really. I don't consider them soft talks. They're they're focused talk, like I said, to get get people motivated, to get people excited about learning, excited about what they're doing. So, yeah, if you if you're that person or you know somebody like that, put them in touch with us. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's about enough with tech for right now there's gonna be a lot more coming out we've got big plans for for tech so i guess one more thing we're always looking for sponsors too if you know of any company that wants to get their brand out in front of php developers you know hit us up let us know who we who we can contact would be very helpful yeah for sure let's talk about the magazine okay let's talk about the magazine the magazine (laughs) we are currently in the final release stages for the November issue, we're hoping to get it out before Thanksgiving. That's the goal anyway. Every month seems just so hard to to get that ball rolling and get, get things finalized. But we're getting there. Coordinating. We we did a big promotion at Longhorn and we we've done it on PHP Ugly, our other podcast. If you haven't heard of that, 
give it a listen. We did a big promotion. We we're always looking for people to write for the magazine. We pay $175 for an article that's roughly 2,500 to 3,500 words, not a hard limit on either end. It's just a guideline of kind of where the sweet spot for a feature article is. So the promotion was in lieu of that $175, we would give you a ticket to PHP tech in 2024. Currently, the price for a tech ticket is $500, and that is the blind early bird price. Once we announce our schedule and you know who the speakers are, you know what the topics are, that price will be going up. So it's a good value. Write us, write article for us, get a tech to ticket. Just let us know that's how you prefer to, to receive your payments. Yeah. And Eric, how do they, how do they submit their ideas to us? They do it through pigeons, John. I, I was going to say smoke signals, it, but... Strap it to a pigeon's leg and let them fly. Or or the probably easier easier approach is to, to email us at write, W-R-I-T-E, at phparch.com. I see. That's why I had you do that, because I would have misspelled right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, or, or if you if you follow us on Twitter, you can DM myself or John or Discord. We're all over the place. Just get in touch with John or I, and um, yeah, uh, we've had a lot of success working with people with the service Notion N O T I O N dot S O or I O. Mm-hmm. I forget one of those. S O. It's S O. It's not a requirement. Uh, we do have writing guidelines, kind of give you an idea of what we need. But the biggest thing, or one of the bigger things, is we prefer it in Markdown format for your article in Markdown format, and that's something Notion just does. You don't you don't have to think about it. But Notion is the tool we use for the entire workflow of the release of the magazine. So all of our editors, all of our proofreaders, everybody involved with the magazine is in Notion. If you submit your article through Notion, we can tie you into that article and you can get direct feedback from the people proofreading. A lot of times that's just people asking for the proofreader might be asking for clarification or checking the code you submitted and making sure everything is right. It's really meant to be as painless for you as possible but yeah look into notion if you want to contribute it's not a requirement like i said but it's it's the way you'll get the quickest feedback exactly mm. and that that workflow has been working well for us we've we've automated so many pieces of the magazine because of being able to use that workflow right it's yeah it's it's been helpful <laughs> We need to update our, our writing guidelines a little bit, certain things that have changed or just to make it easier. One of the big ones being your code snippets. I end up going and reformatting code and I feel bad when I like take certain spaces out that you wouldn't want taken out. Sometimes, sometimes if I only need a space or two, I'll take the spaces out around an equal sign, right? So it's variable space equals space. If I need just a get it that that much over i'll take those two spaces out i hate i hate reformatting people's code that sometimes i have to it's crazy when you're editing magazine it literally comes down to like single letter spaces and moving stuff around sometimes it's bizarre yeah but we're getting there i've got a decent workflow i use php storm to 
edit the the magazine, especially the the code snippets. And speaking of PHP Storm, we'd like to thank our sponsor, JetBrains and PHP Storm. We here at PHP Architect are happy to have partnered with JetBrains to talk to you about the industry-leading PHP IDE editor, PHP Storm. We use PHP Storm every day, allowing us to focus on our work and get it done quickly, all while helping us keep current with standards and good coding practices. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a professional PHP developer or a hobbyist working on personal side projects, there's never been a better time to check it out or to check it out again. With a slick, clean, new UI, blazing fast speeds, and enhancements, and a richer toolkit, it's transforming the way we code. Code like a professional. Visit jetbrains.com forward slash phpstorm and kick off your 30-day free trial. Start coding smarter, not harder, today. All right. Thank you, PHP Storm. Thank you, PHP Storm. Appreciate that. Yeah. So in the settings for PHP Storm, I have the visual guidelines set. And I want to say it's 56 characters, but I will double check that and get it into our writing guidelines. But I can see that that little vertical line. And I know right there. If it goes over that. <laughs> reformatting somehow, some way. Yeah. You do a good job at that. I, I never, I never mess with the code. You're so much better at that than I am. It's just part of my flow. I'm sure you do just fine with it. I again, I sometimes I get in there and I change variable names, and I don't like doing that either because <laughs> your your writing style is is you. It's how you write code, and I feel bad when I change it, but sometimes I have to. <laughs> sometimes I'd rather do that than remove the spaces, or I need that much more space that I have to shorten it. It's just the opposite of good coding practices. Like your variable name shouldn't be too descriptive. It should be very short. <laughs> <laughs> like like little one, two, three, three letter variable names are okay. <laughs> yeah. When when I change your variable from dollar question to dollar Q, yeah, you, you get the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've done that bad, but I've I've come close. I've yeah. come close. It's what we have to do to get that out. Also got a, the number of lines itself. I have to, again, look at what fits on a single page within the magazine. I want to say about 60 lines. Otherwise, we end up having to make it right, go on right. into two blocks. And it just takes up so much of a page. And, and it's also, as a reader, it's also hard to follow as well when it's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ideally, what I would like to see people do is not have necessarily a full functioning piece of code, or if they do, maybe it doesn't actually make it into the magazine itself, but as part of the download, you download the code. But usually what people are trying to, what authors are trying to point out is how something has changed between listing two and listing three, for example. And it's almost a duplicate block with a small little change. And I'd rather just find a way to highlight that change Lots of people know what uh, how to interpret a diff. Maybe use a diff instead of like duplicate code blocks when you're changing a return type, for example, or something very a very small piece of it. Like yes. use use the text of the article to you know demonstrate what you're trying or talk about what you're trying to demonstrate, 
and then show the small change. Yep. Yeah, and you know what? A shout-out needs to go to a couple of our readers. I don't know if we should call them out by name, but a couple of readers who read the magazine on a Kindle noticed formatting issues specifically with the code blocks. That's what reminded me of this. And actually dug into the CSS that's used to basically generate those code blocks and found where like the issue is. I still got to uh, figure out how to do that and fix it because I haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah. We actually info. need to fix it still, but it was like, cool. It's, it's nice to see somebody care enough about the magazine to, to notice that and to take the time to come up with a solution. It's, and then I got to see if there's a way to automate that. That'd be interesting. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the whole EPUB version is automated in general. I just think we need to figure out where that, where that's happening. Right. I don't know if the CSS that's there is something that we, that's part of our automation, you know, when we acquired it, or if it's just part of something else and then we need to go in, unzip it or whatever it is, change the CSS and then put it back. <laughs> got that's the part we got to figure out. Mm. Also, if you're if you're new to the magazine or even if you're not new, one of the questions I get asked a lot is people who get the print version of the magazine, why it takes so long to get the print version? So like they'll get like the October print version in November and that really comes down to when we release the digital version we usually let it bake for a little while, like a week or a couple of days to a week. The reason is if readers report issues with the magazine, errors, errors in the magazine, we fix it and we republish the digital version. But once we bind that digital version to print or once we send it to the printer, that's it. We don't have control over it anymore. And we do, we don't, we don't do our own printing. We have a service we have to send it off to. So we send it off to them and they have a whole workflow they go through as well. The short, the of, it. short of it is that, you know, it just takes some extra time. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's not even so much that we wait that week. We do give it a couple of days after release, usually because it just takes that once we get it released, it, that takes us a couple of days to <laughs> decompress from like, Got to go, got to go, got to go. I usually submit it to the printer almost right away, like within a couple of days. Then their process kicks in. And usually they are very good about getting back to us within 48 to 72 hours, usually, you know, two to three business days. This month, for some reason, the initial one took over 10 days. I literally was about to write to them saying, hey, what's going on? Because I noticed this has taken a while. And I logged in and I saw that it had changed status. So even though I hadn't gotten a response from them, I saw that it was kind of in their queue to to work on. Then they gave it back to us and it looked terrible. Like the cover was just right. grainy, yeah. fuzzy. <laughs> and I don't know if that was I submitted a bad file or if they did something funky. So I went in and I made sure you know to re-export a high quality version so the cover looked good. Submitted it to them. Again, it takes a couple days. I got it back and I realized I made a mistake. All many of the articles, the bottom said September instead of October, like on each page. I was like, no, I went and I looked. I'm like, nope, that was my fault. So then again, had to submit a new version. 
got that one back actually today. So as we're recording this, I got it back, approved it, submitted. So they are, it's in process. They will be going out and hopefully we'll have it in the next week or two. It's funny how blind you get to certain things after, at least for me, like I know I, I, there, I have things I look for and then I'm completely blind to other like Mm. obvious issues. Yeah. But we do have new regular contributors to the magazine. We have some new columns starting up. I hope everybody enjoys them. We'd love to hear your feedback. So we have, what are the new columns? Radar? We have, we have a new, we have Radar, which is kind of a keeping an eye on new tech, right? Our new mm-hmm. new packages, new whatever the contributor wants to write about, something on the Radar. We have readable code. I'm not sure how you would describe that one since you signed yeah, up. I think, and I think the right title up. does a pretty good job <laughs> at it. It's just, it's just going to be a column on how to write good code, essentially. Yeah. Uh, very free bytes we've had for a few months now, trying to get more into accessibility. Maxwell Ivy, it's, he, he's known as Max the Blind Blogger. And while he's not technical, he's not a coder, he has ideas or thoughts about making websites more accessible. So right. it's nice, nice to hear from somebody that, you know, how they interact with the website. Yep. We actually have a couple more kind of in the works. They're not going to be out for November, maybe December, possibly January, but love having fresh blood to the magazine, new, new contributors, new regular contributors, obviously, Feature articles are, are always great, but new regular t- contributors who, you know, have other things they'd like to talk about. So that's, that's cool. Again, would love to hear your feedback. Uh, hit us up on Twitter or Discord and let us know what you think. Speaking of Discord, you can interact with Eric and I in two different ways. Ph- Discord.phparch.com will get you into the PHP Architect Discord As I said earlier, we also host PHP Ugly, a separate podcast more of a free forum hour, usually an hour to two hours sometimes podcast every week. <laughs> and that one is discord.phpugly.com. So lots yeah. of ways to interact just to chat with us. Great yeah. community. I, I love our communities. Uh, it's the best. Makes me happy. Yeah. When are we going to start talking about themes and stuff for PHP tech? Maybe next time. Yeah, let's do it next time. <laughs> Maybe I want to I, I want to sh- share some of the other secrets for that. I know we can't share yet, but I'm excited about tech. Yeah. I'm always excited about tech. <laughs> can't wait. I just yeah. need. To, if you want any more information on tech, I don't think we've said it. Tech.phparch.com. Head over there. Not a lot of information other than venue. Same venue it was this year. The Sheraton O'Hare. All the rooms are suites, so you have a a living room and then a separate bedroom, which is kind of interesting. It's a nice little getaway. The conference space is at on the first floor and we get almost the entire first floor to ourselves. Actually, I think this year we will, we, we occupy, we're occupying all of the conference space downstairs. Yes. Yes. Our our rooms will be bigger this year. I think I've mentioned that in the past, but yes, we're doing, doing the bigger rooms this year. So it'll be nice. Yeah. So if you attended, this May in 2023, a couple of the rooms were a little small. We're hoping that 
by having them opened up, the heating, cooling issue won't be as bad, and there's more space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You won't be crowded. If, if, if one of your thoughts leaving last year was that was the best conference I've ever been to, but I was a little cramped, I don't know if I'll do it next year, you'll be fine. We, we've, we've doubled the space. There'll be plenty of space for you. Yep, for sure. All right. Anything else that we should cover? Yeah, nothing I can think of. We're we're gonna start trying to do this on the regular. Let's do it. We need to. Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. Until next time, keep listening, keep coding, and, and keep, keep reading. reading. PHP Podcast, the official podcast of PHP Architect, the industry's leading tech magazine and publisher focused on PHP and web development. Subscribe today at phparch.com to see what the leaders in the community and industry are talking about.